0: Stories from around the corner. And around the country. You're listening to All The Best. Proudly supported by the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Before we get into this week's stories, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that I'm recording from stolen Gadigal land and pay my respect to Gadigal elders past and present. And also recognise that the area where FBI radio is situated, Redfern has long been a place of storytelling, strength, resistance and resilience for First Nations communities. You're listening to All The Best from FBI Radio 94.5. I'm Madhura Prakash. This week, we're returning to the Blah Mella Story Project. Blah Mella Story is a program by Catherine Regional Arts in the Northern Territory. Its focus is enabling young Indigenous people in remote communities to produce and share audio stories with their community. In this week's story, Angelina Joshua speaks to her co-worker at the Nuka Language Centre, Grant Thompson. Grant shares experiences from his life and lessons he's learned from his elders. He also speaks about the positive impact that working with the Nuka Language Centre has had on his spirituality and well-being.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Angelina Joshua and I live in the Nuka community. Today I will be introducing my co-worker at the Nuka Language Centre, Grant Thompson. At the Language Centre we are working to save 10 endangered languages. European way, they call them sleeping language. Grant will be sharing his personal journey to spiritual growth through learning his native language of Nandi, He has made himself a great example for us all, and we hope you can learn from his insight and philosophy. Thank you for listening. Hello, my name Grant, and the other name is Matumba. Grant, so given name. I work at the local language center to revitalize language. I'm a filmmaker, and I love playing music. Look, it's on the bank of Rope River on Southeast Arnhem Land. 900 people in the community. I think 10 different language groups from all parts of Rope River. When the settlers came, this was, this was doing the um, frontier war. People I like people from getting shots. I mean, I remember one of the elders here today when she was a little girl, she saw a sign just down the river there. It was the sign said, no shooting animal. I'm um, no shooting aboriginals. So, look who on um, Rope River Mission was more like a refugee camp, I reckon. People were gathered like cattle, like a stock. They would separate their herd. You know, the kids from their mothers, they were put into the institute. When picking came, it came with the people that didn't... They came from different language background. They were put into dormitories, separated from their mothers, so they would spend a lot of time in the dormitories, not knowing their languages. So whenever the kids were trying to communicate each other, they were trying to communicate in Pijin and England. and then that's where Creole started. Some some people elders are living now. But this one old lady in particular, she told me that she too. Whenever she speaks a language in classes and they want this to make her eat soap. they very terrible. They call it the devil's languages. Don't speak that here. I grew up in um a community not far from here. That's where I grew up. I grew up on the coast there with my grandmother, my Abiji, my father's mother. Every after school, I used to run along the beach long, whole day after school until the sun disappeared. So basically, my backyard was the ocean. Very lucky, growing up, no mobile phone, just sticks in hand and a couple of dogs, fishing line. I wasn't aware of any languages, really. like I only had Nogobuyo and Creole growing up. So I knew there was other languages. Most of us in Australia were stripped That, stripped identity, our tongue stripped, who I are, was stripped, so it's a, a big, huge gap, trying to get back our identity. So language, I don't think language is just a speaking, it's pretty much like breathing. If you can't breathe then you're dead. It's how you sense things, it's how you talk to the land, and the land speaks to you. So everything around us, it's basically communication. You have to communicate with people, even the plants and animals. Whenever there's a season coming up, the animals, the plants tell us when it's the right time to go and hunt for anything, animal like that. Like I said, um, I didn't know about Mandy, It wasn't really triggered me so much because of history. I can't say that why didn't anyone speak, stop speaking. Uh, for years, for sure, people were not not allowed to speak language in school. They were separated. Like why? I'm, um, I'm trying to f- still finding out why they didn't speak it. Stop speaking at home as well. I didn't feel like I'm an Indian. To find out who you are, you have to really search within yourself. Growing up as a kid, just like every other teenagers, you get into a lot of mischief, a lot of. the... A lot, of, a lot of my teenage years were a struggle. Mum and dad was always on the alcohol. i have been turned off a bit. I'm trying to find a way to, to go through a day. It's a very big process, a very, a very hard journey to be grown up as an indigenous in your country, not knowing who you are. I got off track. i mean, in has as a way. It, that helped me because growing up I never had that um, the respect of myself I didn't respect myself of who I am like how valuable I am to myself what can I do for my people I've seen a lot of I've been through a lot of lot of ups and downs basically families used to move, move house a lot in the teenage get into mister and stuff it's like a leaf that falls off a tree, and the wind takes it wherever want it takes it. So I'm like that leaf, pretty much. Just letting whatever takes me where it takes me. I don't. I wouldn't have self control, losing me like who I am. Um, first time when I heard Gandhi was in 2014. I don't know how when I was then. I got employed at the um, local language center in 2014. I didn't know Gandhi at all. There was a job available, like an um, ad for new language workers. I went along trying to experience some stuff. Today I realized that i very happy that I made that um, step to learn the language. Like, the first day we did, I did a video myself saying a few words in Gandhi. I was excited, I did. A body parts. I couldn't pronounce any word at all. I, I felt like a little kid when speaking my my language, Wendy. It's, it's really sad that we don't have that feeling because I know first start learning I wouldn't feel anything but now that I know so much your mind is connected to your feeling. So if you know something you'll feel it like instant. And in in Creole they'll say, Nyingaya. Inga is, like, spiritual instinct of knowing, mm. like, kasi. I started off 2014. There were only one um, speaker in Gandhi, my language, Gandhi. There was only one old lady. Her name was Mayono, Jerry Thompson. J. is my great-auntie. She said something to me about, you know, a pirate or a langus, meaning you have to chew on it, make sure you chew on it properly. Don't ever hold back on saying any words, meaning, like, say it with proud and something. I mean, we'll sit and have a yarn, talk about it, and um, Nandilangos, so we we'll talk about that story. What does it mean? Yeah, I had her and the dictionary and some audio... That's all I had, learning the languages, the language Gandhi. And it's, in fact, um, it's benefited me so much over the years now that that um, I know a little bit of Gandhi because if you're not passionate about your work, then it's just work, especially when you get stressed. But if you're passionate about something you're working with, then that's living. I didn't worry about much income that I was getting from language Centre, you know, I, I I just it was a big healing process. I wish everyone could go through that. Ever since I started working mm-hmm. at the language center, uh, it's mm-hmm. changed my life. It has opened so many doors. So the language has given me some like a like a lens. I can mm-hmm. see stuff clearly now that why were we like this and you know, I understand the culture more. Like if I'm singing a bungur or a manikai, a song, a traditional song, Mm-hmm. I could learn the words, yeah, but if you understand the languages, it become more more interesting, more more painted. It's more about spiritual, I think what I've, what I've experienced growing on learning the languages because when you speak, you can't see what you're speaking, you can hear it and feel it. So learning languages, getting back the spirit and the feeling of what who you are. That's how I found myself learning language. When you're sick, you go to the clinic or hospital to get healed. Well, I felt like, I felt like that in a kind of way. The language Centre was my, um, my healing place. Getting back your identity, identity especially your language, you built so much inside, your spirit, your confidence. Language has given me so much responsibility, so much doors to open. also given me opportunities and um, for the community, especially, walking around in the community, they would, they would call that to me Langosmen or Langosander meaning language Mop. The language center has 10 different languages to working on. Mununga call it endangered language, A or sleeping Langos. So it's up to us to wake it up, time to rise again. So I was at uh, about five years before Sherry or to passed away, I think. Just before that, we were working on a, on a film project. Uh, I was working on a film called Little Boys. And it was a story that I came up with, directed, wrote it. And I had Cherry there or Majumuno. We was working on the script. So I wrote the script in Creole and then... Translated to uh, Gandhi from uh, my journey. the project was was about it's about teach more more about an educational program, but I, using the film skill that I know, how to tell my story, how to teach language. So there was five little boys star starring in the film. So they learned their lines and their script and their ling- in their in language. Got picked up to work in Russia for it. Yeah, the kids, the boys won the best acting award and won for the best film in Russia. Hopefully we'll make more. There's a lot come out from that film. After years of working, it clicked so much. Because I'm coming, I come from, I'm an eldest coming from a family. Culturally, an elders get ceremony and stuff to get... Get collect knowledge. So out there, it's a university for us to get a diploma or degree. It's a long life of learning. So cultural survival is very important. And the point that I realized was important because this is who I am as a person, how I become. Now that I know that cultural survival is very important for my people, not only for my people, but by everyone, really. I mean, we got the whole living culture here on this planet. Um, There was a pretty difficult time for me in that time. I'm I'm talking about financing, food on the table, cultural survival, my kids, sacrificing the time. But then I realised, like, coming from a black fella, from the community, I finally realised that how do I save my Malangos by doing it? You have to take, it's up to you to do it. What triggers me to do it? I'm a storyteller. I mean, we are storyteller. And black love telling stories. Fireplace, by dancing, painting. My story is to tell stories about my people, about Malangos. I mean, I want to be the author of my people, not just because of my life. But Personally, it has changed my life in many ways. Who I am now, I think, a storyteller to, for identity. I mean, all my saying is people grow garden in the background. I like to grow langos in my back, in my garden. I have to fertilize it. It made me understand who are my families, my extended family in the community, who I'm related and why I'm related to them. Why the song lines are so similar to one another. So language has a way to interpret everything around us, if you can see. So there's language families, I found that there's language families, like Nandi, it's family to Rambaranga, Ritarango, uh, Wagala and Guingo. Guungingo is far up in the west. So it fascinated me about learning the languages finding out about little small words, about language roots, where did they come from, how did they get here. So you have Mata, right? So in Mata, they have Wretar, Mwagala, Kumburboing, all those different clans, mm-hmm. your family. Dongandi has that way too, but I didn't know that growing up. So we shared words because we were socialising culturally ceremony, Bungur, um, so when I was in Ober, Kurblanya, like I am part of that language group because I'm from this group. So Nandi is a Gunuwingo language. Just another dialogue of that language group. What really fascinated me about my language Nandi is it has connection with the West Anna and the East Anam connection. I don't think it's the only ceremony, it's you know, it's a family tree. When I go fishing, I ask a lot about fish or about tail or something. So I'd say know, you know or you know I know I I asked them to give me fish to the spirit ancestors. It changed so much. I mean I felt connected. We are connected to our country differently. But the language has different lens. So language has given me so much length mm-hmm. that I could see Very far, like how this is happening? Why? It basically makes sense if you're speaking from inside. That's that. That's that. You. It's got to be you. Who else could it be? So when you are in country, on your country, you are you, talking to your country. How do you talk to your country with that language from you and that language from the country? So this this has to be a bridge. It's very spiritual out in the bush when you talk to the land country like a blessing. When I started learning, working at Lingua Center for a few years now, like five years, six years, people looked at me and people looked up to me. I am like, yeah I want I wonder, hey can I come let langos for years? so I ran I ran a few workshops in time, like breakfast workshops. For anybody really. So they would come before I go to work about seven o'clock, they would come to the language center and have breakfast but we would talk about all those items and, and languages in Gandhi. So I would teach them um, I wouldn't say I'm a fluent speaker. I just speak Nandi. Before starting off when I was saying words in Gandhi and reading a Gandhi book or trying to say something, I didn't feel it. It wasn't my, my feeling didn't connect it with my mind. It's like I was saying things, not, not feeling it. I think language is another emotional feeling, really, of who you are as a person. When I ever speak to people around home community, I like generate something in them, keep it going. I can see the pride in their face. Not because of me speaking with them, it's because they're and they know who they are as a Nandi man, and they feel proud of themselves. Like Nandi is here. The only other people who speak the language is my daughter now. Some people do speak; they would say a couple of words in Nandi with me. And my encouragement is to talk to other Nandi people as well and keep going at home. It's just me and my daughter, a few others, but not fluent to Nandi. No one's really fluent to it. I don't know if I am fluent or not. Whenever I'm talking to another Nandi person in language, I don't like that the idea of me being knowledgeable over a person that is like a knowledge of the language. I'm a leader, so I like to lead them and teach them. And yeah, keeping the fire going, very important for someone to keep the fire going. There's a fight. Um, we're not losing. just that we need more family to come and learn. I would like my listeners to um, encourage one another. I mean, this is not mine. I'm just part of it. I mean, it should be all of us have history. Everyone has to. It's all about having a goal and doing what you want to do. Long time. I'm sorry, Monday. Right now, I yoked in our landyola, Oyanginangi. We talk Namalangos Monday. Come up, you'll know, come up. Your long was asleep, you've got to wake it up.
0: That story was produced by Angelina Joshua as part of the Blah Mella Story Project. To support the project and the other work of Catherine Regional Arts, you can head to catherineregionalarts.org.au. All the Best would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we make these stories and pay our respects to elders past and present. All the Best is made at FBI Radio on Gadigal Land in association with SIN and 3RRR on Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung lands, and ACCC on Orunde and Waramungu lands. The All The Best editorial manager is Mel Chun, and Phoebe Adler-Ryan is our production manager. Our social media producer is Isabella Lee. Patrick McKenzie is our community coordinator. Shining Bird composed our theme music, and Annie Hamilton designed the artwork. We are heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network, and we're made possible by the Art Gallery of New South Wales and the Community Broadcasting Foundation. You can find our full archive of more than 500 episodes at allthebestradio.com. I'm Madura Prakash. Thanks for listening.